everybody? Welcome back. Wealth Program Podcast, episode 14, where my sole purpose here is to give you the tools to build the wealth in the life that you want to achieve the goals that are most important to you. I know that seems crazy for some of us. There's so much nonsense going on in the world that it seems like we're never going to get the future that we want. But I don't, I don't believe that. I'm an optimist. I believe you can get there. So today's podcast is specifically for people between the ages 30 and 50. Now, if you're an older listener, you're above the age of 50, that's fine. This is going to be very valuable. And the next episode that we're going to do next week is going to be more specifically for the age 50 plus. And we're actually going to break this up into four episodes, so part of a series. But we're going to talk about ways that you can specifically build on your retirement. And we're going to talk about five ways in particular. These five ways have some benefits. Some of them are going to capitalize on what we've talked about in the previous episodes about retirement plans and social security. We've talked about those already a few, so we're not going to get into the minutia, but we're going to talk conceptually about five ways that can probably help with your taxes, whether it's help now or help later. We're going to cover investing. We're going to cover health plans and how they can help with retirement and diversification. So we're going to talk about quite a few things, but specifically five topic areas. So let's dive in right away to number one. Number one is create a plan. And I mean specifically start sitting down and putting the pieces together and developing a vision of the future that you want. Some things that are going to play into your plan is one, income. To achieve the life that you want in the future, how much income are you going to need? Is it a lifestyle similar to now? Do you have multiple properties? Do you have a mortgage? Do you have a couple mortgages? Do you want to travel a lot? Do you need health care? All these types of things come into your plan. What are the problems with the plan? How do you stress test it? What if interest rates get worse like we see right now? What if interest rates get better? What if the market struggles? What if the market gets better? There's a lot of elements that could come into play, but the first step in the process is developing a plan. And you need to know that when you make the first plan, it's going to be out of date in less than a year with all the changes and adaptations that happen over life, things that are in your control and out of your control. And especially with this podcast being between for people between the ages of 30 and 50, there's a lot that happens between the ages of 30 and 50, kids, college, job changes, all those types of things. But starting a plan to develop the roadmap is very important. That's step one. Okay, so part two of this podcast is retirement plans. Now, it's important to find the balance of tax diversification. Here's what I mean by tax diversification is everything that we have the ability to invest in or utilize for retirement breaks into three buckets. A pre-tax bucket where you get a tax deduction now, it grows tax deferred and it's going to be fully taxable in the future. That's the pre-tax bucket. There's a post-tax bucket where you pay the taxes now, you do not get a tax deduction, potential tax deferred growth, and it comes out tax free. And then there's the third bucket, which is the taxable bucket, which you invest now. There is some intra-year taxation, but there's a lot of control on when you get taxed, but there's no upfront tax deduction or deduction when the money comes out. So there's the pre-tax, 
the tax-free, and the taxable buckets. So the next step of learning how to build your plan or start to utilize or put the fuel in the gas tank, if you will, is understanding how when you make money, what type of bucket, taxable bucket, are you going to put it in to create the proper tax ramifications that you want in retirement when you're supplementing income, when you're needing investment money, when you're wanting to buy property or pass money on to heirs. There's a variety of things, but you need to start thinking about the tax ramifications. And we're going to dive in a little bit deeper in step two, or I'm sorry, in step three, excuse me, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper into the technicalities of what I'm talking about. And that's going to be your retirement plans. So let's go into number three. Okay, so now we're to the point where in theory, you've built some sort of financial plan, whether you've done it yourself or you've gone to a financial planner, which is what I do. I always lead with the financial planning and then we start working into the tax section of your retirement goals. Now we've decided where we're going to start to invest money a little bit. Do we want more tax deferred money? Do we want more tax free money? Or should we have the more flexible taxable money? So we've decided which one of those accounts and just to reiterate, Tax-deferred money is usually IRAs and 401ks. Tax-free money is usually Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks, Roth 403bs, those types of things. And then taxable money is just your regular traditional brokerage account, like a individual account, a joint account, trust account, things like that. So now we're going to step three, where between the ages of 30 and 50 is where you're starting to really boost your earnings. And the majority of people that I work with work for some sort of corporation. So they get a 401k. So now we're starting to figure out how much needs to go into your employer retirement plans. Do you want to max it out and take the deduction now? Or do you want to max it out and take a tax-free distribution later? So that's the decision between the pre-tax and the post-tax 401k. And to be honest with you, it depends on the person. It depends on the family and it depends on your income level. So the question becomes between pre-tax and tax-free. It always is this, and we don't exactly know, financial planners deal with a lot of assumptions, but either way, we need to decide, do you think you're paying more in taxes now, or are you gonna be paying more in taxes in retirement? That's the big question that we have to evaluate. Because if you're paying more taxes now than what you will be in retirement, a lot of times using the pre-tax 401k makes more sense because we're getting the tax deduction now while you're in a higher tax scenario than in retirement where let's defer out the taxes so when you take distributions, you're in a lower tax bracket and you're not having to pay the tax bill. Whereas the opposite may be true where maybe you're making a little bit less right now, so maybe we just void out the tax deduction. We pay the taxes now. We can afford it a little bit easier, but we have reasonable expectations of making more money in retirement. And so we are going to defer the taxes, pay the taxes now, contribute to the Roth buckets, defer the taxes so in the future the money will come out, including the earnings completely tax-free as long as we don't break the rules. That's where we need to decide. And usually the first decision comes with the 401k. And not to make things even more complicated, but for some people, it's both. Some people need to do a balance of maybe let's put some in the Roth portion, the after-tax portion, or let's put some in the pre-tax portion, the traditional 401k. Maybe it's a balance of them both. But one thing I want to throw in there, 
If you are contributing to a Roth 401k and your company is matching, the company's match will always go to the pre-tax as of right now, unless they change the laws around that. Right now, if you're contributing to a Roth 401k and your company is matching or giving you contributions on your behalf, that money will go into the pre-tax portion. So you might be creating some diversification there. Now, after we've decided how much needs to go into your retirement plans and into what bucket we deliver the investment options that achieve your goals, and if your goals require more savings and investing than what you can put into your 401k, that's when we start working on a taxable account. But for some people, we might want to do that first or together, but we really want to, with the plan and the tax ramifications, diversify your tax liability in the future and create some flexibility. So we're deciding now after we use the 401k, if you have it, how much we're going to use it, if at all, then any additional investing and savings to achieve your goals is going to happen in a taxable account most likely. Now, I already know. I know I'm on social media too. A lot of my marketing is on social media and there's a lot of people that hate the 401k and call the 401k a scam. That's nonsense. It does not work perfectly. It's not a perfect structure, the 401k. However, it can add a lot of value, especially if your company is matching. That isn't free money. I don't like to call it free money because you have to still go to work. It's a part of your contract. You have to earn it. You have to be there within the organization to get any matches. But do know the match, the additional money that you don't have to take out of your paycheck helps by the employer contributing for you. So the 401ks, we just need to make sure they serve the right purpose. And that's what comes down to plan. That's why planning is always number one. But without further ado, let's go on to number four. We're going to talk a little bit about healthcare. So healthcare is extremely important now and in retirement, but especially for retirement. And we can take some steps between the ages of 30 and 50 to really implement a solid health care strategy in retirement. Now, we all know right as of right now at 65, you can get Medicare, but Medicare doesn't cover everything. In fact, people still have to pay thousands of dollars potentially a year for health costs in retirement. So it's important to understand how to plan for medical costs, which are growing right now at 5% a year. You could consider increasing contributions to a health savings account, which can enable tax-free spending on health care after age 65. Now, The reason I mention an HSA specifically is because they're awesome. So this next section, section four of this podcast is talking about the HSA specifically. If you have access to an HSA, so you ran your plan, you've talked about our tax ramifications, we've talked about your retirement plan, now we need to talk about the HSA and how that fits in if you have access to it. So if you don't have access to it, I'm sorry, but an HSA is great because it's the only triple tax-free account that we have available to us. So here's what I mean. Triple tax-free means the money that goes into an HSA reduces down your tax liability. You can, in most HSAs, invest that money for long-term growth. You usually have to keep a portion of it in cash to cover medical costs, but if you exceed a certain level, the rest can be invested. So you're creating growth that's tax-deferred, And in the future, if you use it for medical expenses, it comes out completely tax-free. It's the only triple tax advantage account that exists. So you can utilize an HSA now between age 30 and 50 and even further in. 
to can make contributions. Years and years and years of contributions and growth can set up an account in your 60s, 70s, and 80s that you can utilize for medical expenses. The reason that's valuable is because we've talked a lot about taxes in retirement, needing to pull money from your investments, increasing your distributions to cover your expenses. Every time, I shouldn't say every time, in most cases, depending on what account you use, you could pull money out and it creates a taxable event. What if you needed some medical expenses and you had a place to go where there would not be a taxable event? Roth IRAs carry that, but here's the difference. You had to pay taxes up front to get money into a Roth IRA. There was no tax deduction. And HSA allows for a tax deduction up front as well. So let's talk a little bit about numbers. In the retirement plan segment of this podcast, I didn't talk about the numbers. You can go listen to my previous podcast, the one that came out last week on October 26, about how all the numbers are changing for retirement plans. I didn't mention HSAs in there, but you can go listen to that podcast. It's only 22 minutes. Go check it out. It's from October 26. It's episode 13. So I thought today it would be good to talk about some HSA numbers. So you're able to contribute up to $7,300 per year for a family if you're participating in a high deductible medical plan. Now that's big. To qualify for an HSA, you have to have a high deductible medical plan plus a $1,000 catch-up contribution if you're over 55. For just single individuals, the maximum is $3,650 in 2022. So most of the people in this podcast that are gonna be listening are gonna be between the ages 30 and 50. You have the ability to contribute $7,300 a year for a family or $3,650 for an individual, and those are as of 2022. You can use the money in the HSA for current health needs, but letting it grow long-term can be the smarter choice. And at age 65, the proceeds can be withdrawn tax-free for medical expenses, making it essentially a Roth IRA for medical expenses with a tax deduction up front. So really valuable tool. That's number four. I don't want you to sleep on HSAs. If you need help evaluating if they make sense, reach out to me. I'll help out. But let's move on to number five. But before we talk about number five, a little shameless plug here. Propathfinancial.com is my website. If you need financial planning help and you want to really hone in your next steps of the high income you're getting, please feel free to go to that website and reach out to me directly. All communications come directly to me. I would love to help. We lead with financial planning first, and that means your goals come first, your vision, your future. As a fiduciary, I only deliver what's in your best interest. We don't even get to the investment options until the very, very end. So it's important that we work on your future and your goals. You also can find me on youtube.com slash Thatcher Taylor for all the videos and the content that's really helpful. And then you can also find me on LinkedIn as well. Just search Thatcher Taylor. Now let's get into number five. So I thought for number five, we'd get a little bit more technical. And the reason I think we're going to get a little bit more technical is I believe that now's a good time because of the markets, because of potential taxation to take advantage of a very valuable tool called the beloved Roth conversion. Now, let's talk about what a Roth conversion is. Let's say you have an IRA. Now, this Roth conversion can be done from a 401k, but it's far less likely. But let's say you just have a regular IRA, a traditional IRA or a rollover IRA, and you got money sitting in there that's tax deferred. Now, you got a tax deduction up front. If you were to pull that money out before age 59 and a half, 
you most likely would be taxed and penalized with a 10% penalty, which is bad. That's why people don't want to, in general, pull money out of a pre-tax account before age 59 and a half. But they allow you, and by they, I mean the IRS, the beloved Uncle Sam, allows people to take money out of an IRA, a pre-tax IRA, like an IRA or a rollover IRA, traditional IRA, and immediately put that money into a Roth IRA, and that is called a conversion. It's not a distribution. And these words, conversion, distribution, contribution, according to the IRS, have very specific meaning. It is not semantics. Those are very specific terms for procedures of IRAs. So this one is called a conversion. In that conversion, you avoid a 10% penalty, but you do have to pay the taxes. So let's just say you had money, let's just say 50,000 bucks in a rollover IRA. I'm just going to use $50,000 and that account was worth $50,000 on January 1st, 2022. So January 1st of this year, we know the market has really, really struggled. So let's say it was down 20% as of today. So you were invested in the S&P 500 index. That's not a recommendation. I'm just using it as an example. And on January 1st of 2022, $50,000 in an IRA. That dropped to today's price of $40,000. You're like, oh my gosh, I lost 10,000 bucks. This is terrible. What you could do is you could take the $40,000 out of the pre-tax account, convert it over and put it in a Roth IRA and pay the taxes now. So $40,000, not 50. That's the one big key that we'll come back to in a second. $40,000 would go on your tax return. You got to pay some taxes. If you're in the 22% tax bracket, you're paying what? Like 10, 11,000 bucks. Not even that, like seven or 8,000 bucks. I don't know. Depending on your tax bracket, that's what you'd have to pay. Now, that $40,000 is in the Roth IRA. If you follow the rules, that $40,000 can grow and come out completely tax-free. So here's the kicker. You were able to save $10,000 on future taxation because of the drop in the market. You can invest in the same thing. So the drop in the market doesn't really matter because once you get the $40,000 into the Roth IRA, you could invest in the same investment type and you could take advantage of the rebound if or when it happens. So the big key is you were able to save money on t- future taxation on 10,000 bucks, which may actually be more depending on your age because it would grow and grow and grow and you'd have to pay taxes on those earnings in the future. So the Roth conversion is a more technical tool, and that's why I want to set it up as number five, that you can use within your planning to be able to really take advantage of a future tax-free bucket if it makes sense for you. But Roth conversions are really cool, and one advantage of getting money into Roth IRA, I shouldn't say one advantage, but multiple advantages of getting money into Roth IRA is there's no required minimum distributions. When the money passes to heirs, it passes tax-free heirs or your spouse or your children, they don't have to pay taxes on distributions from Roth IRAs as long as you obey the rules like the five-year rule and 59 and a half and those types of things. So really valuable tool that can be used in your planning if you're between the ages of 30 and 50, depending on your situation. All right, so let's wrap this up. If you made it this far, I appreciate it. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to lay this out in a condensed format, the most important things that you need to be thinking about. One, 
developing a plan and fine tuning your goals, your vision of what you want retirement to look like. And a lot of time, the reasons, the a lot of times, the reason that people get scared of doing that is because to achieve those goals, it requires a little uncomfortability and some discipline right now. But I feel like there's a balance that we can find between achieving your goals and making good decisions now and living the life that you're working hard for so you can enjoy it and prepare for it all at the same time. Number two is you need to take a snapshot of where you're at now. You need to take a snapshot of where you're at. So we're trying to develop this plan, the vision, the goals. Two, take a snapshot of where you're at. Three, make the adjustments using some of the things we talked about today. And then number four is rinse and repeat. Revisit your goals, take a snapshot, make adjustments, and rinse and repeat. That is a condensed version of the financial planning process, but that's how you want to operate as you move forward and prepare for retirement. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me. Feel free to check the show notes below. Make sure to follow this podcast so you get all the newest ones delivered and go to youtube.com slash Thatcher Taylor to watch some great videos and I'm going to teach you how to do a lot of this stuff within those videos. I get more technical because I get a whiteboard and some editing. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Take a look at the show notes for links to all the topics that were discussed and stay tuned for the next episode as they're going to be dropping weekly. Make sure to subscribe and go to www.propathfinancial.com to learn more. The information provided in these podcasts is only to be considered helpful hints and education. Nothing said in any of these podcasts is to be misconstrued as specific tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax, legal, or investment professional before acting on anything discussed on these shows.